you'd be surprised how much people will watch your videos and then make a decision. They get to know your personality and use it as an opportunity to let them get to know you and who you are. Because, you know, a lot of times, as we know as, as uh, attorneys, clients will make a decision based on the salesmanship of the attorney, whether they like the attorney or not, uh, whether they feel comfortable with the attorney. So that's one thing we try and do as well. Welcome to the 10 Golden Rules of Internet Marketing for Law Firms podcast, featuring the latest strategies and techniques to drive traffic to your website and convert that traffic into clients. Now, here's the founder and CEO of 10 Golden Rules, Jay Berkowitz. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this month's webinar. My name is Jay Berkowitz, and I'm so pleased to be here with my friends Darren Stewart and Kevin Moran from Stewart and Stewart. So today we're going to do an awesome case study. I, I think it's awesome, so I'm proud of it because it's it's a hockey stick. A hockey stick in business terms means your growth chart looks like this chart here on the left, and a hockey stick is obviously shaped with the the blade and the shaft in such a manner that you want your business results going up and to the right. So today we're going to do that, and I'm going to introduce my friends. First of all, Darren Stewart is a partner of Stewart and Stewart, and uh, he was born in Louisville and lived in Indy since 1970. And he's a partner in the firm, and he represents families during tough times when, when they have accidents and handles wrongful death, automobile crashes, truck crashes, product liability, construction inj injuries, and other severe uh, injury cases. And he's a dad and a husband to Giselle, who I've met, who's awesome. And I think one of the coolest things, he rides a motorcycle and a fire truck, and he participates <laughs> in many local parades and events. And there's lo lots of great other things. I know Darren pretty well now for five or six years. So without further ado, let's meet uh, Kevin Moran, who's the director of operations. And he joined Stuart & Stuart in 2017, and he oversees the firm's intake department and his bio says he leverages data gathered from every single lead to accurately assess and improve the firm's marketing. But you're going to see that this guy is awesome with data. And really, that's been a big part of the hockey stick. You know, we, even though I'm, I'm a former Canadian hockey player, I can't take all the credit for this hockey stick. These guys have been a big part of it. He has a fascination with numbers and metrics and a love for daily scrambled eggs. And he recently completed the Chicago Marathon. So. Oh, oh, golf clap for that. That's awesome. Oh, thank you. That was not on the stuff I provided for you. So thanks. <laughs> You're too kind. And uh, we have one small surprise, Kevin. If you don't mind um, opening your box. Who's it? Who's who's responsible for this? It's this is going to be one of those like things that blows up and it's like glitter all over. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, for for a long time now, we've been saying Kevin is the. Uh, Client of the month, the Ten Golden Rules Client of the Month, and oh, uh, we'll wow. talk more more about that later on. But we've officially uh, given him the twelve month consecutive Client of the Month award because he's been challenged by a couple other clients lately. The packaging it, he's, is he's, nice. It's not a unanimous winner anymore. Holy cow! So congratulations to Kevin Moran. The, 12 months running. So much. This is really cool. He deserves it. Congratulations. You all will see why in a minute. All righty. So, well, um, and, and we're going to, you know, we're going to talk about the website and SEO and local service ads, Google screened, 
we're going to cover, you know, all kinds of marketing that contribute to the hockey stick. And we're also going to talk about what makes a great client and uh, what makes a great agency. And then we'll wrap up. So a little bit about me, I'm author and speaker and worked for Coca-Cola, McDonald's and Sprint and got my marketing chops early working for some big fortune 500s. And then I wrote the 10 golden rules of online marketing. One of the first real books about internet marketing in 2003 and launched my company, 10 golden rules back then. Now I have my credibility as a hockey player. That's it's either me or, or my buddy, Dan in goal for the university of Winnipeg Westman. And I, I couldn't remember exactly the helmet that might be my helmet or his helmet, but I definitely earned my chops. And now I play a lot more tennis and this is my tennis team with Yvonne Lendl. Yvonne Lendl is not on our tennis team, but we got to hit with him one night mm -hmm. and we moved uh, from Canada to Boca Raton. There's my wife, Bonnie and my dog Parker. And early in my career, I mentioned, I worked for McDonald's. I literally had an office next to this guy, Ronald McDonald. And this guy, George Cohan was down the hall the CEO. And then I moved my career to get into technology. And I worked at Sprint, getting people their first emails and getting companies their first websites. Um, and then I moved down to ediets.com, which was a startup.com. And we got that business up to $60 million in revenue. And I learned through $40 million a year of advertising, what works and what doesn't work in internet marketing back in 2002. And I wrote the 10 golden rules of online marketing. So that was the genesis of our company named 10 golden rules. And my new book, advanced internet marketing for law firms comes out this summer. We work with a range of uh, firms all across the country, about 50 different uh, locations across the country. And without further ado, let's get into the case study uh, and talk about hockey sticks. Guys over. So, um, the first section uh, we call he shoots, he scores. And that's what we called the webinar as a, you know, example of, of a hockey stick. And that's a hockey term. And each month we present a um, dashboard, a performance dashboard to our clients. And Stuart and Stuart has been achieving the hockey, the famed hockey stick status. And we see here that they had 5,100 users up 132% year over year organic. So just coming from free Google SEO was actually up 289%. Phone calls are up, organic phone calls are up, form fills are up and chats are up. So this is the, uh, the graphic that represents uh, the chart that represents the organic users. So these are all free users coming to the website, free organic searches, uh, not paid for. Um, although we are doing some paid stuff, you'll see, and these are conversions. So we went from, you know, 90 or hundred leads a month, to 150, 212, and 373 leads. So this is that coveted hockey stick shape that we want to see in all business performance. Now we throw my Winnipeg Jets uh, logo in there as well. Now, step one is getting leads. And step two is converting those leads to clients. And this is where I'm going to segue to Kevin to talk about some technology and some systems they've developed to take the leads and uh, follow up on the leads and convert the leads. So uh, Kevin, please go ahead. Yeah, in terms of our CRM, we use Lead Docket and in order to work leads more efficiently and certainly um, establish a, a level of accountability. Um, this is our home screen, if you will. Every time we log in every morning, this is what we see. Um, and ultimately, what this allows us to do is to give, e uh, give each single lead basically a status. Um, every single lead has a different status that allows us to prioritize how we're going to work that lead. Um, you know, every case category has a certain value. 
too. Um, and we assigned that value to the leads as well. As you can see, we kind of have a home screen that allows us to see how many leads we have gotten in that day, in the month, um, and how those compared to the month prior. Um, from there, we kind of divide them and, um, you know, the categories that I mentioned. And, you know, as you can see, we have 41 leads that we want. Um, and out of that, we decide to approach them um, and turn them into signups. And out of the 41 so far, we have 13 signups. Um, on the home screen, we see the different statuses in terms of, you know, chasing people, um, you know, under review, meaning that we're currently waiting on some information to make a final determination on the lead. Um, and ultimately, we establish tasks. Um, the importance um, of the home screen, too, is that we can see what everyone is actually working on. And that actually segues into the second slide. And essentially, uh, in real time, as you have the lead docket open, um, you see who's working on what and when. Uh, so, so as you can see on the recently updated leads, you can see that, you know, there's updates constantly happening. Um, and if we don't see those updates, that means that somebody's actually not doing their work. So assigning each lead a certain status is super important in order to prioritize, um, you know, in a game of, you know, receiving 250 to 300 leads a month, it's hard to remember things. So lead docket allows us to prioritize and, you know, establish, you know, what our tasks are. Um, and that way nothing falls through the cracks. I think that goes to the segue into the second and third. Yeah, there we go. From that dashboard, you can click on individual leads. This is a particular one that we have selected. From here, this is where we actually add the notes. And as you can see at the bottom, you can see the timestamp of every update we, that we have made on the notes. It's not just about the phone number um, and the practice area that that actual number actually pertains to. You know, we updated and, you know, if we don't hear back from the lead, then we can send them messages, we can send them emails, um, we can send them links to our videos, and we can put them on a chase kind of status. I think that's the next one. Yeah. As, as you can see here, you know, Darren's been involved in this one. This client is an auto accident client. Darren talked to this client. I took talked to this client. And you can see that one of our intake folks here was actually sending, sending them emails. Um, the goal here is to always, you know, be in contact with them and ultimately pursue a sign up if it's a practice area that we really want to sign up. You know, in, in this case, it's an auto accident. From there, uh, we can actually establish, you know, where our metrics are um, on the month. This is um, a sample that I pulled up in terms of the marketing reporting that we can do. We can do all sorts of filters that allows us to gather the specific metrics that we're looking to uh, fine tune. This is basically the signups that we have gotten um, in terms of a year and for the years this year and one marketing source they correspond to. And on the next one, I think you can see that's the actual conversion, not just the leads, but how they're actually broken down via conversion on the whole. Web search is pretty high. We have a lead gen vendor that is also pretty high. And this allows us to actually provide that direct feedback to Jay in terms of what's working and what isn't. And at the end of the day, um, we have a tally, which is a real-time conversion table of everything that we're signing up on the month, um, you know, via practice area, where it came from, and how we're actually uh, ranking it in our system. Not all leads are created equal. Um, some are more profitable than others. And we like to gauge our performance, not just on the number of signups, but on the quality of the signups. And that, this allows us to kind of gauge that and leverage that in terms of feedback for Jay. Awesome. So now you all see why, or you're starting to see why Kevin's the uh, multiple time client of the month, because he's involved, he's doing things and he's converting our leads into signed cases. And like the agency can't succeed if we just send over leads. There's a lot of work to, to be done 
to have great intake and great conversion. Um, and then, then obviously the program works because, you know, web, web listings and web leads don't make anybody any money. Mm -hmm. um, so next up is the new website. And I guess the website's been up for about 18 months. We worked on it for about six months. And uh, we'll show you some of the great components of winning websites. Here's the website and the design. And you can meet Phil, Darren's dad. And that's the other Stuart in Stuart and Stuart. And first and foremost, you know, we, we often make a mistake of designing, you know, a website on a big Mac screen in, in some designer's office, but really critical in, in uh, personal injury and, and frankly, any business today is your website's got to work in mobile. It's got to be responsive, meaning it shrinks to different size, uh, digital and um, mobile devices, and it's got to be super highly optimized. So it works really well in mobile. We start out with a project brief and a project timeline. That's how we manage the website projects. Uh, we build an SEO site architecture. So that's a, a pretty sophisticated backend architectural structure for the website and all the pages and, and in particular the SEO, the search engine optimization. Great websites have to have great brand positioning. And we did some work on positioning, sort of repositioning with uh, some of the terminology uh, that the stewards had before. And also authentic images are very, very important in, in a local market. Um, and so you see um, the, the cityscape in the background and the stewards, um, very important to sort of have that personality and that authenticity when people come to the website. Equally important are conversion elements. So you've got to have the phone number uh, prominently at the top of the website. I actually prefer the right-hand side, but in this design, it's on the left side. And what's called the sticky header. So you see here, we've actually scrolled down the website from that image we saw uh, at the top. And no matter how much, how far you scroll down the website, all of the key calls to action this is, is on what we call a sticky header, meaning it sticks to the top as you scroll down. And we also have the chat functionality. Chat's really important. About 10, 20, 30% of your leads are going to come through chat by adding uh, this chat function to your website. And then if we scroll down here on cases we handle, we see all the different uh, practice areas. Um, also really important and important that you build out those pages for SEO. We've got all the trust elements. So you want to have affiliations, awards, large verdicts uh, are here as well. And then we have client reviews here um, also on the website. So you're giving um, social proof, authenticity, credibility uh, through all of those things. And so um, with that, I'd like to open up Darren to comment on the website and the process and, and some of the feedback and results you, you got from the new site. Thanks, Jay. We uh, really needed a website redesign when when Jay got involved uh, to redesign it. Speed of loading on the pages was too slow. We wanted more video. The video was slow. So the, the completely rewrote our website. I don't know how all that works. It's too technical for me, but it's, it's what was important to us is the speed of loading the pages, the uh, smartphone accessibility, and making the website very clean, very simple. Uh, I see a lot of real wordy uh, web pages out there where they've got huge paragraphs. We do that, but it's in the blog pages in those places. I just wanted a very clean, easy to navigate website that was always, always asking for the case, always asking for the call, always asking for click here for more information, constantly doing that in the website. Almost, it's almost annoying, I would think, but it works. Uh, the, the feedback we've gotten from a lot of people is just that. They really enjoy the 
the cleanness of the website, how easy it is to use, which is important to us. Uh, the, the video aspect of it was huge as well, linking it to different videos because we had so many videos produced and we didn't have them out there. And so Jay completely redesigned how we get those out there, how you get to them is, is easier uh, based on topic and having them all available for people to watch. Uh, you'd be surprised how much people will watch your videos and then make a decision. Uh, they get to know your personality and use it as an opportunity to let them get to know you and who you are because you know a lot of times as we know as, as uh, attorneys clients will make a decision based on the salesmanship of the attorney whether they like the attorney or not uh, whether they feel comfortable with the attorney so that's one thing we try and do as well by the way for the rest of this hour whenever darren says jay he means jay and team because i i didn't do a single designer write a single line of code for this website and we've got an awesome team um, that works uh, very passionately on, on our client accounts. Kevin, uh, anything to add? Um, like Darren said, it does have a lot of call to actions. And I think it does present the brand element that we strive for, which is personal. Um, a lot of the, you know, other competitors that we have here in this, in this market, it's just like a website and it looks like corporate, you know, um, you know, as you can see on these ones, we have videos everywhere and they're all about Darren, you know, and Philip and family, that kind of thing. So I, I do think that makes it stand out. And like you said, you know, it is mobile friendly can go wrong with that. Um, I think if I'm not mistaken, like 82% of our visitors and ultimately the conversions that we do get come from mobile. So if that's wow. not working, we are not doing well. So I'm glad we were able to do that. And ultimately, you know, it is responsive. So um, we're always, you know, working on it and making sure that it's available to basically every single device. Um, just the other day, and I think this speaks to our working relationship, Darren's always, you know, in the middle of the night, just randomly testing it in some iPad or whatever. And he mentioned it to me the other night. This is true. This is true story. And like 9, 10 p.m. is like, what is going on here? You know, and that's how we keep it fresh, um, you know, and you guys are good sports about it. Um, and you, we work together to make it work. And I think well, that's going to monitor your website more passionately than you. Yeah. So, no, we're very pleased with it, you know, and it has made a difference. So. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys. So the next section uh, I wanted to just uh, tap into golden rule number 10. And golden rule number 10 of the 10 golden rules is lead the trends. And the... Uh, sort of genesis of that was pop-ups that uh, came up in 2002 and 2003. And if you guys remember the pop-up, uh, it would pop up over your website with an ad for another website. And at first they were doing great. They were getting 30% click-through rates and banners normally get 1% click-through rates. And after a while, we would start getting two pop-ups and three pop-ups and 10 pop-ups. And we started getting sick of them as consumers. And we asked our uh, internet service providers and our virus checkers to get rid of the pop-ups. And within like six months, pop-ups went from 30% success rate to really being, you know, the, the most negative thing in the world. We all hated pop-ups. Mm -hmm. So Lead the Trends says that the opportunity in that first two or three months, when we we're getting 30% click-through rates, you can't miss that window. Sometimes we have a three to six month window to take advantage of a new marketing technology or a new marketing opportunity. And the pop-up of 2021 was Google Screen, um, the, the, the lead to trends opportunity of 2021. And we uncovered this, that it was rolling out across the country for lawyers, market by market and practice area by practice area. And as soon as it was available for personal injury, 
Darren and Kevin hopped on it on our advice and got screened or approved by Google. And very, very quickly, they appeared in the top three locations um, in all the searches in Indiana. And why is this so important? Well, it's so important because if you weren't one of the first three, or if you weren't one of the first 10 or one of the first 30, very quickly, you know, uh, uh, maybe a couple hundred people got screened or approved in your practice area in your marketplace. And Kevin in particular really got on this and and learned as much as he could uh, working with us um, about how to get, you know, in that top three and took advantage of that window. So for like the first three, four, five, six months, Stuart Stewart was getting a huge disproportionate share of the opportunity in the marketplace. You know, now we're in that competitive set like a year or, or, or 14 months later where everybody's fighting to get in those top three positions. And I will share what we call our secret algorithm um, to be in the top three. But just let me um, outline uh, what search looks like today. So you know, why is this a lead to trends opportunity? Because it's right at the top of a search. And if you do it on a mobile phone, there's only two results. And it basically takes up the majority of your phone. So if you're not screened, if you're not approved, you're missing out, we believe, on 30 to 40% of the clicks. And these clicks now are pay per lead. So you only pay Google if it's a lead in your practice area. And down below is the pay per click, the, the old paid ads. It used to be on the, the right-hand side. Now they're below these pay per call uh, leads, if you will. And then the map, super important. We do a lot of work and we'll spend some time in a minute talking about how you optimize for the Google Maps. It's the first free SEO area. And then down below is the traditional SEO. We'll talk about that in a minute as well. So here's Stuart and Stuart in the top position. If I click here on more personal injury lawyers, we see Stuart Stuart's the first one. And this might scroll down. There might be 20, 30, 50 folks who have that check mark as being screened or approved by Google. Uh, Kevin, you want to want to comment on, you know, how, how you guys have attacked this and what you do? Uh, keeping an eye on it. Pretend it's your friend and it's a friend that you want. Uh, you want him, he, she, she to like you a lot and always talk <laughs> to talk to your friend. No, seriously, though, um, we don't allow a lead to just sit there without our responding to it. And, you know, an hour is too long. You know, we're on it, you know, within minutes, really. A minute is too long. A minute is too long. Look, I, and we, we, we probably should, you know, uh, get more sleep, but we really keep an eye on this very, very closely. And it's not just because we need to call it, but because we need to give Google screen feedback right away. Um, and I have noticed that, you know, when we don't do it, we get less leads. I, you know, some, something in the algorithm makes it happen like that kind of thing, you know, and the faster we are, the more feedback we give them, the dashboard, the more leads we get and the quality is far superior too. I don't know if you, you know, from the graph I provided to you guys, um, Google screen already um, has given us better, not just leads, but actual signups than PPC has in the past three years. And, you know, it's relatively new still, um, so it is a lot of work, but it's, it's a good investment for sure. Um, the feedback is so critical. It's so critical. So what, what Darren and Kevin are referring to in terms of the feedback, uh, Google screened or, or what Google calls local service ads, LSAs is run on artificial intelligence algorithm. So there's no one sitting around at Google saying, oh, let's put Stuart number one today, or let's put Ken Nunn number one today. The algorithm is mathematically based 
And so you've got to feed the algorithm with as much data and information that it wants in, in order to get to the top of the algorithm. So we've tried to sort of reverse engineer this secret algorithm. And we, uh, I'll share, share what we believe today to be the most six important factors. But um, we start with the red phone. And this was an, an example. I don't know if it was real or not, but it was an urban myth that there was a red telephone in the Reagan White House during the Cold War. And if the Kremlin called, if Russia called, you know, you picked up the phone and it was like a direct line from the Kremlin to the White House. But today, the red phone that you got to pick up is that LSA uh, phone, if you will, the local service ads. So you've got to answer all calls within 15 seconds. You can't have any missed calls. And if you do, you've got to immediately call them back. That's what Darren was talking about within one minute. And you want to have 24-7 availability. And that's so important because this algorithm is now uh, sort of rewarding us for that, uh, you know, answering the phone. And if you think about it, like Google's not penalizing you for anything necessarily. They're just trying to develop a system that works well for the consumer. So basically, you know, the way to think of it is if you answer the phone quickly, professionally, and handle the calls properly, and then you give Google feedback on whether it was a good call or a bad call, then the system's going to send you more calls because basically what Google wants to do, they want happy customers using Google. So if, if, you, if you're good at answering the phone, you're going to get more calls. It's that simple. You also need one to two new reviews per week. Now, this is a new thing in that algorithm. If we go back here, you see Stuart has 236 reviews. Ken Nunn has 241. This guy has three. I don't know how he got in there. But typically, you need lots of reviews. But what we've found is a new location, like if you add a new location outside of your main location, um, if you get one to two reviews per week in that new location, it can shoot up very quickly uh, against people who might have 200 reviews. So the algorithm rewards you for the currency or the recency of the, the reviews, the five-star and four-star reviews by your customers. Kevin talked a lot about this, feeding data into the algorithm. He called it treating it as your friend. And basically, if you put a lot of information in there, like this was a call from Mr. Smith and he was in an accident, he was rear-ended and he's going to the doctor and we're going to meet with Mr. Smith tomorrow. He's coming into our office to sign up as a client. If you put data into the system, you're giving data to that algorithm, to that artificial intelligence algorithm. So it's very, very important to be interactive with the system. And you want to designate all those leads immediately as booked or archived. That's the Google uh, terminology. Book means we booked a meeting. Archive means this wasn't a fit for us. This is not in our category. And you can also dispute a lead and not pay for it. Google's asking you to pay for it. You want to select high proximity locations. So if you're, you are looking at a new location, you want to get a location that is going to work for this algorithm. We can talk more about that. And finally, you've got to ensure your credit card limit uh, works for the ping. And what that means is, like, you can put a super high amount on your budget. You're probably not going to be able to spend it, but you could say, well, we're willing to spend $10,000 per week in three different locations. Well, that's 30,000 a week in four locations, or sorry, in three locations, uh, four weeks. That's $120,000 a month. So your credit card has to be able to meet that silent ping. Meaning if Google says, okay, if we gave them $120,000 in clicks, which I've never seen anyone come anywhere close to that in any market. But if, if I gave them $120,000 in clicks, their credit card's got to be able to 
accept that. So you really need like a black card in order to set your budgets that high. The next section is Google Maps. And Google Maps and, and the local service ads are joined at the hip, uh, both in terms of how they work, how they're set up, and also how the algorithms perform. Now we see here that Stuart and Stuart are number two in this local map search on a phone. And uh, here they are number two on the same search for car accident lawyer. And you know that's obviously an excellent result, not quite as good as number one, but uh, on average, uh, we'll, we'll show you the report, they're performing uh, exceptionally well in maps. Um, and the, like the local service ad has a secret algorithm, there is a mathematical algorithm and like SEO itself has an algorithm, there's a bunch of factors that are gonna get you higher in, in the maps results. So reviews, we're gonna talk about it in a minute, super important, but also properly setting up your Google, what used to be called Google My Business, they now call it Google Business Profile, setting up your GBP and updating your GBP, adding content to it, um, adding reviews, adding uh, questions and answers, adding uh, updates, events, et cetera, et cetera. So, we do a ton of work on about a dozen different factors to improve our clients' Google Maps SEO. And frankly, we're, we're now starting to realize the Maps SEO is more important than the traditional SEO. I mean, look at this screenshot. You, if you gotta be in the LSAs, you gotta be in the Maps. I mean, the SEO and the pay-per-click isn't even on this screenshot. So it's super important that we're focused on LSA algorithm, LSA performance, the, the, the Google screen, and maps performance as well. So um, Kevin did an awesome job getting uh, Stuart and Stuart up to 237 reviews and get even getting the star rating up because they, they really hadn't focused on it as a firm. And he used this tool called BirdEye. So I'll let him talk about how he improved both the number of reviews and the rating, the star rating. BirdEye is an online reputation management tool. I think that's what they call it, right? And ultimately, it's a software platform that allows you to expedite the process of um, obtaining feedback from clients uh, by making it easier for them to do so. A lot of the times what we encounter is that when, you know, clients were ready, you know, to take the settlement check and run, you know, and we were asking for the feedback, the easiest answer they could give is like, well, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to log into, you know, whatever profile, whatever web search you're on, blah, 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 blah. Um, ultimately, what BirdEye does is essentially you can enter their information, their phone number, their email, um, you know, their name, obviously, and you can send them a direct link that actually takes them to the page where you want them to go. And all they have to do, I think by my count, is press three buttons and leave the review. At that point in time, you know, you kind of take away the factor of making it complicated so that they can actually do it literally in minutes. You know, BirdEye actually has evolved in the past couple of years. Now it kind of becomes a lead docket of sorts where you can actually pursue the reviewee kind of thing, you know? Um, so once you send the link, you can send the messages in order to follow up, um, you know, answer any questions they might, they might have. And ultimately, you know, it's numbers game, right? So they do also have a dashboard that allows you to establish goals um, and assign certain amounts of, you know, objectives to certain uh, team members. So that, you know, at the end of the day, if you have like a quarterly goal in, ter in terms of reviews, you can actually match them, the numbers um, in terms of the performance. So it has been great. Um, I think when we started, you know, we were at less than a hundred reviews, uh, I think maybe 50 or so with Bird Eye, we've gotten over, you know, 150 with that alone. So that has been great. And I do recall, Jay, if I am not mistaken, that when this first came out, you were kind of like on the fence about it. And I'm like, I was like, 
I think I'm just going to do it and see what happens. At the time, I do believe there was some ethical concerns where, you know, you, the platform when it was first launched, it could only ask for positive feedback. Right. So that was somehow against ethical standards or whatever, but they, they now it's Google's terms of service. Yeah. Yeah. So now they do include at the bottom, Hey, you can leave other kinds of feedback, you know, so it's fair game. Mm -hmm. Um, and it has helped us greatly. So, you know, it pays for itself. I okay. highly recommend it for anyone. Jay, I jump in real quick and just say, you, you got to ask for it. Uh, if you want positive five-star Google feedback, you have to ask for it. You don't have to ask for the negative, obviously, but uh, if you want that positive feedback, you have to ask for it. And I talk to my folks all the time, my, my team members, that when the client comes in to sign off on their settlement, usually they're in a great mood, they're getting their money, and you send them that link while you're talking to them and ask them for the feedback. I often say to them, the best thank you I can get is a referral and five-star uh, review. And most clients will give it to you. They're, they're happy to. But mm -hmm. you don't get it if you don't ask for it. And you got to be assertive with it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, just suffice to say that Kevin and Darren and team have done an awesome job moving the needle because, um, you know, when you look at 237 reviews, you see it's in the, among the top in their marketplace and folks are going to see you on the Google maps and they're going to look at your reviews. I mean, we all do it as consumers, whether you're looking at a restaurant or a shoe repair or a car accident lawyer, you're going to look at those results and, and you're going to make a, a judgment based on uh, the reviews. So it's a critical part of the marketing. And it's something that we as the agency haven't been able to touch. And so it's one of these things that we need the client involved. And one of the other reasons why uh, Kevin's a 12 time consecutive agency a client of the month uh, at 10 golden rules, because he gets this stuff done. And uh, another reason why the guys are, you know, one of our favorite clients is because they take our crazy suggestions and, and put them in the marketplace and everything you'll see from videos and, and bird eyes and hockey sticks. We're also launching uh, the beta program for what we call our VIP referral and review program. And so a kit that looks a little bit like this is going to go out to some of Stewart's past customers, and we're going to call them up and explain that they're a VIP and part of our extended family. We really appreciate them. And we're sending them a Starbucks gift card and some VIP cards. Starbucks gift card is a little thank you. And the VIP cards are to recognize their uh, friends and family. If, if they ever have an accident, they can give and make it easy for them to give a referral to Stuart and Stuart. And then uh, the final piece of the puzzle, we're going to ask them for a review. And Darren said it before, you've got to ask. So um, you can't uh, give people a, a gift card in exchange for a review, but you can make them a part of your VIP club and ask them for a review. So more to come on that great program. Um, and as I mentioned, we've really sort of improved the positioning. And so this is a tool that we're able to see how they track in a market. And if anyone's interested to see how you're performing in your market, we can show you because when you do the search at your office, you better be in the first position, right? Like you're literally on the maps right exactly where you're sitting. But this is position one, this is position two, this is position three in maps. And so this tool tells us that at Stuart and Stuart's office, they're number one exactly in that position. And if you go out to the West, they're also number one and South and North are number one, but we have a little bit of opportunity for improvement if you go off here to the East a little bit. So this uh, tool not only allows us to see 
how we're performing geographically, but it allows us to address a number of areas of improvement. So this tool helps us create consistent NAP and build local links and local citations. And this is all part of the technical SEO we do around Google Maps. Uh, but we see that net, net, Stuart and Stuart in this uh, geographic area we've defined here are on average in position 1.6 in maps. And they're in the number one position uh, here in their marketplace. Next up, we're gonna talk about SEO or search engine optimization. And um, I often try to simplify a very complex topic uh, by calling it the ABCs of SEO because search engine optimization or that natural SEO algorithm has about 600 different factors in it. And Stuart and Stuart's doing phenomenally well. We see that they're up to about 2000 uh, search terms on the first, whatever, hundred listings of Google. So we have 2015 listings and the ABCs of SEO to simplify how you, you know, uh, mathematically deal with Google's 600 factors, uh, simplifying it down. A is the architecture of the site. And I talked earlier about that uh, site map that we, we figure out the mapping of the site and how we're going to make it easy for Google spiders to, to navigate the website. Um, and then the speed of the website. Um, the guys talked a couple of times about how important it is, uh, the mobile site and, the, and how quickly and easily the mobile device can navigate the website. And this is a tool called Google's PageSpeed Insights um, and the website's passing the uh, criteria there on mul multiple different criteria. A is architecture. So it's things like the speed and the design of the website. B is backlinks. Now, often confused, these are not links on your site. These are not, not something you can control on your site. This is other sites linking to you. Uh, and Stuart's all, almost going to cross the 2000 backlink barrier. And you see the growth um, we've had over the last several years in the number of links to the site. Now, this is a superstar link that Darren got himself. We often use the term, write a check, get a link. Darren, you want to talk about the uh, Police Academy program? Love to. In fact, it's going on this week. Right? This is the second week of it. Sorry, okay. the summer. It's a teen academy program that the local police department, Carmel Police Department, puts on uh, for kids to go through a little mini basic uh, training that police officers go through with, you know, shoot guns, uh, with simulation, uh, simunition, I think is what they call it. Uh, but they learn a lot. They go to the jail. They do. Uh, they look at the drones. They see the motorcycle police officers. They uh, learn how to do a traffic stop, things like that. And, and the kids really love it. But uh, we've been a big fan of the, the police in general and different programs that they have. This isn't the only one we support. But this one we've been supporting for probably 12 years. I think we buy their T-shirts and, and give awards and things like that. And it wasn't until... Jay got on board and we started working with Jay and his team that I got the whole write a check, get a link attitude and talked to him about getting a link back to our site from their page. And it was actually easier than I thought it would be to get them to do it. Sometimes it's, uh, I, I think it can be challenging with .gov sites because they, they don't like to do that for whatever reason. But anyway, as Jay pointed out, getting that .gov site, it's my understanding that it gives us a uh, a credibility with Google and therefore bumps us up in the algorithm and the rankings. But so that's how we got that. Yeah. In the early days of the back backlinks algorithm, you know, folks like ourselves, web web developers and, and SEO companies, we would just build 50 of our own websites. And then we would link to all our clients from the 50 websites. After a while, Google figured that game out. And then you had to go out to get, you know, 50 or a hundred other websites to link to your client's site. 
And then people started paying for links and then Google said that was uh, not cool. So when you can get a link from a .gov, obviously you can't pay for it. A .edu, a, a university is extremely valuable. And then important websites, uh, highly value, you know, highly ranked websites, the, the higher ranked a site and the harder a link to get essentially, Google gives you more weighting in their mathematical algorithm. Just want to take a minute to touch on some of Stuart's other community activity, including Safe and Sober, National Pet Day and testimonials and Mother's Day. And we didn't spend a lot of time in this presentation talking about social media, but together uh, working very closely with the Stuart team and our team, we have a, a steady stream of social media to really, really to talk about what Stuart does in the community and, and talk about uh, the credibility for the company. Because social media is not a great lead generator. We do the job, we lay the baseline, we talk about the community activity, but it's not that uh, you didn't see it high on, on Kevin's uh, lead generator list. So it's not like we ignore it, but you know, I don't know, Kevin, what do we call it? Maintenance mode? <laughs> yeah. No, but you know, it gets your name out there. It's and branding. Helps us with it, it is good branding. Yeah. Um, establish a good feel about the brand really. And, you know, it's a good way to engage with the audience you already do have. You know, who, who knows? Maybe one day they'll have a friend that they actually do need our services, that kind of thing. So, and in terms of ROI, you know, marketing is not cheap, you know, especially with LSAs, all that kind of thing. This is just our time kind of thing. So I think it's great. Yeah, I think if if I could maybe put it in more practical terms, like when you're searching for a car accident lawyer, you go to Google. You don't go to Facebook, but the branding that you've done on TV, Facebook, billboards, when someone does that Google search, if they recognize your brand, you got a much better chance of getting that click and getting that client. So ABC of SEO, A is architecture of the site. Got to be fast and easy for the spiders to read. B is backlinks, other sites linking to your site. And C is content. So we write a ton of great content um, with the Stuart team and add it to the site. Um, this was a, an example of the break check section of the website. Um, and Stuart's number one in the world for break checking tailgaters. And then if you go to the website, there's a, a long article and then several sub articles talking about break checking. Um, and that's just one of, I guess, about 10 examples of content. Cause we, we, I think we do about 10 pieces of content every month for the website. So ABC's A is architecture websites going to be fast and easy. B is backlinks, other site linking to your site, make it more important. And C you've got to add the content, uh, both in terms of words and also pictures and video. And so. We do a lot of research uh, using a number of different tools to find the keyword phrases, um, how frequently they're searched. Um, we use some different suggestion tools like this one's called Also Ask. We put in car accident claims and it gives us a bunch of questions that people are asking. Because if you think of it, a Google search is essentially just a question. Uh, this is another tool called Answer the Public, which uh, gives you questions based on the term car accident. And then we take those questions and we hand them over to... Uh, Darren and, and the rest of the team at Stuart, and they produce videos, or we together produce videos that answer the questions. So the next section is about video, and I'm going to try and play a video here. Seinfeld fans out there, you remember the episode where George's mom or someone was, they stopped short. They stopped short on him, and he put his hand out there and touched my mom, something like that nature. I'm always reminded of that episode of when I hear about brake checking, uh, people in front of you slamming on the brakes, because that episode was about, uh, uh, I think Kramer was claiming that the vehicle in front of him 
stopped short or, or brake checked him. And that's why he had to slam on his brakes. Um, at any rate, uh, brake checking is a real thing. Um, surprisingly, uh, there are people that brake check semis. It happens. There are people that brake check you. And I have clients come to me and uh, just recently had someone say, hey, I rear-ended somebody. And I'm like, well, that's probably your fault. And they're like, well, well wait a minute, Darren, wait a minute. They, there was nothing in front of them. They slammed on their brakes right in front of me. It almost seemed like they meant to do it. There was nothing in front of them. It wasn't like a squirrel right in front of them. There was no cars in front of them. They just hit their brakes really hard right in front of me. Is this still my fault? Well, now that changes things, doesn't it? Because that may mean it's not your fault for rear-ending them. They have a duty, and you have the right to believe that they are going to obey the rules of the road. They're not going to slam on their brakes and stop in an unreasonable manner. They are going to put their turn signal on when they're ready to make a turn. All of those things allow the person following them, my client, to know that the, what they're doing and to drive accordingly. They're not necessarily allowed to just slam on their brakes, to whip it into a parking lot or driveway without signaling and aggressively stopping and expect the car behind them to be able to read their mind and anticipate that. So that is a scenario where we may be able to recover from them. They're the at-fault driver. Things that are very important in that scenario are evidence. Uh, any video evidence, if you have a dash cam, if there was someone traveling behind you or in the opposite direction that, that stopped and said, hey, it's on my dash cam video. If you've got things like that, that's very helpful uh, to uh, hold them down or, or uh, lock in the at-fault driver for what they really did. Um, uh, and it also keeps them from saying after the fact that, oh, no, I didn't stop fast and I even put my signal on when it may not be necessarily the truth. Um, now, you do have a duty to follow uh, and drive in a reasonable manner. So that doesn't excuse you if, for example, you're in traffic uh, and the you know, traffic comes to a, a quick stop or a quick slowdown, you know, rush hour on the interstate or a busy road here we travel on, and traffic comes to a, a, an abrupt stop for whatever reason, it just does when traffic's heavy. Uh, you have a duty to anticipate that, follow at a safe distance, be keep your car uh, uh, traveling in, in a manner that you're able to stop under those circumstances, and, and that wouldn't apply. But like I said, when this client called me and said, oh, there was nothing in front of them, there wasn't a car in sight in front of them, uh, there were no score. They just decided at the last second, oh, they wanted to make this turn, slammed on the brakes and turn, and that's what caused them to rear. That changes everything, and we should talk about that. That may be something we'd like to talk about. This video strategy is particularly effective. And what we do is uh, get Darren in, in the, the studio. It's really just at the uh, Stuart and Stuart boardroom. We bring a videographer in, and we attend by Zoom. And we go through uh, about a dozen questions every quarter, meaning 12. So we're, we're trying to get one question and answer every week. And the reason uh, for questions I mentioned before, if somebody does a Google search, they're essentially asking a question. And if you do a great job, like Darren just did answering the question, um, you're positioning your website for Google search. You're search engine optimizing um, your website um, we put the videos on YouTube because YouTube is owned by Google and it's part of the SEO algorithm. And then those videos uh, also go on the website. So this is a concept we've had for many years called cascading content. So essentially the videos optimized, search engine optimized on YouTube. Uh, then it's added to a blog on the website. Then we add it to 
Google Maps. We talked earlier about the importance of search engine optimizing. So lots of updates and videos go on Google Maps. And then we also use it throughout the social media. So essentially we're you know asking and answering questions uh, that folks have top of mind. And we try and cover as many new questions as we can. Uh, like, can I recover damages if I'm involved in an Uber or Lyft car accident? So guys, what, what, what kind of feedback have you had from the uh, video and uh, optimization program? Kevin? It's good feedback. Um, I think it's relevant. And, you know, a lot of the times Darren does, uh, you know, kind of like work closely with Brief, not myself necessarily, um, you know, and coming up with questions that he legitimately has been asked in recent times. And a lot of the times that's how he opens up the video. You know, I had a client just the other day. Um, they were involved in a bus accident or something like that. Um, and sometimes there are questions that, you know, you might not just find right quick, you know, um, that it it does point to the fact that sometimes you do need an attorney, you know, in order to navigate uh, situations that are actually a little bit more complicated just than a fender bender or something like that. So I think the the questions being relevant is a key component. And you, need, you do need somebody who knows the law uh, for that kind of thing. So, you know, we're also tweaking them uh, a little bit toward the entertainment side. Mm-hmm. As, as attorneys, we tend to be very dry, matter of fact, here's the law. And generally speaking, the public is, it's boring. Um, and if you just focus on that, you're gonna lose them after a few seconds. So that that was a good example of it with the Seinfeld uh, lead in, uh, talking about that a little bit. So it's entertaining, it gets people's attention and they listen to it. So we, tr- we, we're trying to do a better job of that. Uh, so we're working on that. Uh, the, the grab factor at the beginning. The other thing I love about this cascading content concept is we get extremely high value from Darren and, and the team um, without taking a ton of his time. Mm-hmm. So in about an hour, he can shoot those dozen videos. And then we've got this great content for an entire quarter for three months uh, where we put one video up every week, um, both for SEO and also for Google Maps and, and social media. Um, all this goes on a social media calendar and, and, and Kevin's awesome at working with us to review and approve the calendar. And, you know, you need, you need a map <laughs> to know where you're going in life. You need a checklist to make sure you get everything done. And a calendar is one of those things that if we put everything on a calendar, then we get it done. Uh, we know what we're doing for the month. So uh, that's an awesome new strategy that we've come up with over the years. So with that, it brings us to sort of our conclusion. And I wanted to talk about my section is, is what makes a great client and, you know, what qualifies Darren and Kevin for the 10 golden rules client of the month. And then I'm going to ask them to talk about uh, selecting an agency and working with an agency partner. Um, and then we'll just review and, and we'll be happy to take some questions. So, you know, the first thing from our perspective that makes a great client is approving stuff. And I know that's relatively straightforward, but, you know, many of our clients say, oh, I'll, you know, I'll review the copy. And a week goes by and two weeks go by and a month goes by. I mean, if the client doesn't approve the SEO copy, the content that goes on the website, if the client doesn't approve the social media, it just doesn't get on the website. And, you know, in years ago, before we came up with these videos, we sometimes waited three, four, five, six months to get copy on a website. And, you know, you're not going to improve SEO if you're not adding content to the website. As simple as that. So the client's got to be responsive and approve stuff. The second thing I would say is really important is trust. You know, make sure you hire an agency that's, you know, that you've vetted well, and we know what we're doing, but trust us. 
And we recently had a client go in and change all their LSA settings, the local service ad settings, about a week after we'd you know, gone through a full review of the account and made a number of changes. Uh, one of the things we know about that, the, the Google screen, the local service ads algorithm, is you've got to try and wait you know, 30 days, but maybe even 60 or 90 days after you make big changes in the account. The algorithm just is not like pay-per-click. Like you can't turn the bids up and down. And this client went in and changed everything and, you know, basically set us back probably at least a week, but probably several weeks. So you've got to trust and, and don't, you know, sort of get in there and, and do stuff without talking to the agency because the Google, the Facebook, the website is not simple anymore. Making a simple change on your website could, you know, mess a lot of things up. So you really need to trust the professional, get the right professionals and trust the professionals. The other thing is pretty simple. It's just like show up and show up on time and be engaged and be in, you know, we do all our meetings on a Zoom meeting. And I know it's a simple request from the agency, but, you know, you got to think it's also a two-way street, right? You're, even though you're dealing with an agency, you're dealing with people and people have uh, time and schedules and busy lives. And if the, the client shows up, late and, and and not on Zoom and not with good audio and stuff like that. We can't do our job, but it's, you know, think of the individuals on my team, you know, it's frustrating for them and the clients who show up and, the, and they're enthusiastic and they're thankful for the work that the team did. Like, forget the fact that you're paying an agency. The people working on your team are individuals. So showing up um, and on time and, and also paying your bills on time might sound like a request from the agency owner, but the team knows when clients engaged and thankful and, and giving the positive energy back. And then the final thing, and this is something I learned the hard way uh, early in my agency life, is give uh, positive feedback before you give negative feedback. Like if we show you a new landing page, a new website, a new um, you know plan for something or a new recommendation, you know, try very hard, even, even if you don't love the idea, to find two or three good things and thank the agency for being creative. Because if, if you always just point out the negatives, it's going to be going to be giving negative energy. And after a while, you're not going to get new ideas. You're not going to get uh, new creative from the agency because if, if everything's always, uh, you know, the wet blanket, you're not going to get that positivity. So there's some thoughts from my side about how you can be a great client and win the client of the month. And just, in, you know, part of, you know, what Kevin does a great job. He's, he's super quick with approvals. He's super responsive. He's always there, you know, always 24 hour turnaround on any requests or technical things we need or passwords or logins. And, you know, he does trust us and he does jump on some of those new technologies, like whether it's a lead docket or the uh, bird eye or LSAs or, uh, and now our, our VIP program, both Darren and Kevin and the rest of the Stewart team are willing to innovate with us. And, you know, we can't move the needle on new things if nobody will try them with us. We often try things out on 10 golden rules um, and then we roll it out to our clients. Um, so guys, uh, with that, oh, I have a slide for you too. I'd love your feedback on, you know, what makes a great agency and when you're picking, you know, partners like us or your TV agency, what's important in picking a great partner on the agency side? I think, first of all, you gotta be comfortable with them. Uh, but I think another important aspect is you can't just pick any agency who has a broad spectrum. Maybe they'll work, but my preference is uh, picking an agency that is that 
caters to your profession. Not And sometimes it's not only your legal profession, but specifically case type, because the clients I'm going after online, I want them to know how to go get them. I want to know that dem I want them to know that demographic and what they do. And they may be different and likely are different from what a large law firm would be looking for in a client and their website. So it's not just an attorney website. So specifically someone who does that kind of thing, which is what brought us to Jay, led us to Jay, his knowledge and that not only his general knowledge, but his focus in this area. Thank you. Kevin, yeah. what do you think about uh, your agency partners? Yeah, what I would say actually is choose them just like you would a team member who works with you day to day here in the office. You see what I'm saying? We have taken the time and Darren actually has taken the time to delineate what our company's, you know, core values are, you know, one by one and really describe what each point means, you know, taking ownership, you know, being consistent, that kind of thing. And, you know, the way I look at Brie and the work relationship that we have, you know, she has taken ownership in terms of like, you know, if something wasn't working on a Saturday, you know, she actually went in herself and did it instead of like delegating that kind of thing, you know, so I, I would definitely say that choose them based on how you would want to choose somebody who works with you here in the office on the day to day. I think that's huge. And, and Jay, I would just say that if anybody has specific questions uh, after the uh, webinar, uh, they're free to reach out to me on my email. Be happy to respond. Awesome. And by the way, you know, this might be two years from now, Darren. So um, <laughs> you can go to getstuart.com uh, and find Darren or, or uh, 10goldenrules.com. And we'll be happy to connect you with the guys. So with that, uh, I just had you know, one last thought, and then we'll take a few questions. And I just kind of want to sum up how you win. How do you get a hockey stick? You know, so first of all is we talked about uh, designing the website, you know, and it, it's got to be mobile friendly. It's got to be fast. It's got to be uh, Google SEO friendly, and then it's got to be consumer conversion friendly. And it also helps to have, you know, a powerful branding and positioning and authentic images. Um, then we talked about innovation and Jumping on things, 10 golden rules, golden rule number 10 is lead to trends, taking advantage of those things. So like when you hear, when I hear about something two or three times, I'm in and I'm testing it immediately. If I can test it for 10 golden rules, if it's specific to my clients, I try and get a couple of clients on a beta test. So those local service ads were fantastic. When you were the first three to five to 10 people approved, you were getting, you know, hundred percent or 30% of all exposures. You know, now it's more, it's a more competitive game, but we've also staying on top of the leading edge of what's working in the local service ads, testing new things like bird eye, Kevin, Kevin took the leap and did an amazing job with that. And then we get into things like Google maps, getting reviews, shared the secret algorithm. You need one to two reviews per week. I got to answer the phone. And, and if Google's tracking how quickly you answer the phone for local service ads, I'm betting that they're also applying that to the maps algorithm and the SEO algorithm and the pay-per-click algorithm. So you better make sure that you've got a system to answer the phone, answer the phone 24 seven, take calls 24 seven as well. Then we talked about our content program, answering questions and also using video. Video is like amplifying your SEO. So your search engine optimization, if you answer questions in the form of a blog, that's good. But if you got a video blog, that's awesome. And the great job that Darren and the team are doing by answering those questions, we're optimizing them on YouTube, we're using them on the blog, on the website, and then we're also using them for great social media content. So with that, we're gonna take some questions, guys, if that's okay. 
unless you have anything you wanted to add or sum up. No. Okay. And the first question comes from Aaron says, sorry, Jay, but a tricky question for Stuart. <laughs> How hard is it to do business with a marketing agency online and not meet in person? You know, I hadn't even thought of that. It's not a problem at all, really. I met Jay in person uh, a couple times. Uh, he was a presenter at some of the seminars that I go to, the one in particular that I attend every six months that's that's uh, market exclusive, a group of attorneys that share information, and he presented there. But honestly, I've, ne I've never really thought of that. It's never been a problem. I don't need him sitting across the table from me to do what we're doing. We, we do it all by video. If he can't do it by video and make it work that way, how's he going to make my digital work? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, but it doesn't, it, I guess it doesn't bother me. I don't, I'm not making light of your question. It just doesn't, not, doesn't occur to me as a problem, as an issue. It's yeah. Actually, we've been doing this for years because we used to meet on GoToMeeting mm -hmm. with, with you all and... We were um, go-to-meeting partners, I don't know, 10, 11, 12 years ago. They July of 2018, my, that's when we started, yep. They sponsored my podcast, GoToMeeting. So we've been Zooming before Zoom. Question from Tiffany, also for the Stewart team. Did you see an improvement in your business after doing the video marketing? Yes, is the short answer, but I, I'll hand that over to Kevin because he's my numbers guy. I would say yes. And, you know, when it comes down to branding, there's a certain effect that you really cannot attribute just to like hard numbers, you know, and I think we have done a lot of things right all at once, but I think that has been part of it, uh, you know, and if not, you know, the direct lead generation, I think that the kind of reputation that we have online has improved too, you know what I mean? So, you know, we used to get, you know, a lot of hate comments, you know, from unhappy people all the time. I, mean, I want to say like a lot, but you know, nowadays we really don't have that, you know, and I think changing what the brand stands for a lot has got a lot to do with that. So I would say, yes, the impact has been good. And, you know, once again, you know, when you're doing videos, just like you would TV, you're, you're not just for the long, the, the short term, it's about the long haul. You know what I mean? So I think we're trying to diversify our bets, right? You know, we have short term with PPC, LSAs, that kind of thing. And we're continuing to build a brand, you know, for the long term, that kind of, so I, I do think it's important. You know, that's an interesting question because, and the question was, did video improve the marketing? You know, I was trying to figure out when the hockey stick really started to hit that steep incline. And there, there was two things, you know, it was the new website and the introduction of video seemed to give us like supercharged turbo booster. Yeah, it's a huge, <laughs> I think it's a huge thing on your website when you're doing a blog, having a video that goes with it. I like to do things that I want to see when I look at something I'm shopping for. I want to see a video. I guess I'm a visual learner. So mm -hmm. I, I think having the video wherever possible, even if it's 30 seconds or very short video uh, on your website on different topics is, I just think makes a huge difference because people like that. By the way, the opposite is true too, because there's some people sitting there saying, well, I never would watch a video. Right. And then that, and that's true because there's, uh, there's different types of web users. Like there's video people who look for videos and want to see a video. And sometimes we, we do want to see a video. Like if you're trying to unclog your drain or something, you might go to YouTube and specifically search for video. And then there's other times where you don't want video. There's, I'm, I'm a clicker. I try and click around and find the quickest answer. And my VP used to be a reader and we'd go meet a client and she'd, she'd know more about the client than the client. And I'd say, how do you know that? Oh, I read the website. I'm like, when did you read the website? Oh, last night. You read the entire website. So, you know, just keep in mind that, you know, if you're not a video person or you're not a content person or you're not a, a clicker, there are different types of web users. I'm going to sneak in a question that I had 
Darren, I, I had watched, I guess, the first minute of that, that video, but I had never watched the entire three minutes, the uh, break check video. Should everybody have a dash cam today? Now, you know, I think we, we've already done a video on that or we're getting ready to do a video on that. Absolutely. They're so inexpensive. They're so cheap. That's what I was going to talk about in the video. I mean, certainly less than 20 bucks, you can have a decent dash cam uh, that, and they record over the, the tape. And then when you're in an impact, they'll, they'll record it. I think it's, I think it's very important. Now, I suppose if the wreck's your fault, uh, you know, maybe it's not a great thing, but uh, man, I wish all my clients had it, especially those cases where they're the uh, at fault driver's trying to wiggle out of, uh, of it or trying to shift some of the liability over to them for one thing or another. Question from Amy. Jay, a question about the reviews box. How much should a law firm be involved in this? Is the law firm the one that keeps the boxes and delivers them? Can you talk more about this? Oh, so th this is our VIP review program. Well, Kevin actually started the program himself with mailing out some promotional merchandise they had in the office. And then now we're formalizing it where I think five are going to go out every week. We're going to call the folks and follow up, which reminds me, Kevin, we're going to need some names and addresses mm -hmm. from you. And so uh, we're using a professional fulfillment house. We're built and it's designed to scale so we can do this for all our clients. And we believe it's going to be a, a tremendous success, both in generating more referrals uh, because uh, we used to, in the industry, we used to do VIP parties and the, the law firm would host folks at a buffet or a golden corral or a pizza buffet. And with COVID in the last two or three years, we haven't been able to do any of these VIP parties. So this is an evolution of the VIP party, the VIP box to build that relationship with your past customers and remind them you're there and give them the VIP card and give them a bunch of your promotional swag. So you're top of mind if a friend or family member is injured. And then obviously the review piece is a cherry on top of referrals because no business, our business and your business can't survive without referrals. Referrals is, are the golden tickets. You know, the web leads are built on top of it. You know, then, then we got the hot sauce issue. We just got contacted, <laughs> Kevin did somebody, you know, we, at the beginning, Jay kind of teased me a little bit about the fire truck. I have a fire truck and we put it in parades, 4th of July, we just did it. And when people have special events, we sponsor a lot of things with kids and things like that, some churches, we'll take the fire truck there so they can look at it. But but we have a little table and we'll give out some of our swag. One of, one of the things we have is four different kinds of hot sauces that are private label with our, uh, what we think is funny labeling. And so, but anyway, we were one recently and, and someone's called Kevin and uh, said, I'm all out of it. Do you have any more of this stuff? I'll pay for it. I'll pay for it. So must be good. Bill, not too late to get the hot sauce in the box. I think all we right, got I good feedback from him too. Question from Lee. Thanks, Lee. If you were to break down how much time you spend on LSA feedback data and the BirdEye review platform, how much time on a daily, weekly basis do you spend on these necessities? Monday through Friday, one hour a day, minimum. And if you have an intake department, uh, Google screen is actually really helpful for intake purposes too. Uh, because you record the call. So I double dip and, you know, while we're listening to the calls and, you know, providing the feedback, we use them for training purposes, you know, especially if it's an auto accident, for instance, you know, clear liability, that kind of thing that we teach in the intake department, you know, injuries, treatment, insurance coverage, maybe there's a, you know, commercial policy, something like that, all that we dissect the call um, and, you know, we provide the feedback as we go along. 
so yeah, probably an hour a day. Um, and we incorporate Google Spinner really as one of our KPIs in terms of our intake department. We send a summary each day to a email distribution list. You know, the partners are on it. Um, other key members of the firm are on it. And, you know, one of the KPIs at the very top is the Google screen maintenance. Uh, so before we send that out, it has to be completed. It's really useful. So I would integrate it with intake purposes a lot, you know, um, because it does help. It's awesome. You know, you touch on intake. We don't have a section specifically on intake, but we had a, a great uh, session, I guess a couple of years ago now with Chris Mullins, who's one of the world's leading intake specialists. She wrote a great book on, on law firm intake. And when we talk about intake, we're talking about the phone, the folks who answer the phone. And there's a really important role. Our webinar in September coming up, will be uh, covering the intake topic. And Chris Mullins has agreed to be our guest. But guys, what are some of the things that you, you coach your intake department on? Everything is a negotiation. You know, everything that you do 24-7 is a negotiation. And it's not a negotiation in which there's always a winner and a loser. I think the ultimate goal of any good intake department, any good intake team member is to come up with a scenario in which everyone wins. You know, we're here trying to help people um, and we need to convince them we're, that we're the right you know, the right team to do so, you know, and thinking of every lead as sales with a sales mindset, that should be the goal, you know, don't have just some regular paralegal do your intake. I don't, I no. think that, that's a mistake, yeah. you know, uh, I think. Because here, and here's why I'm sorry to interrupt. Here's why if you're like me, your paralegals already think they have too many files. Mm -hmm. They're already overworked. They don't want another file. So that's the last person in the world you want taking a new client call. Mm -hmm. You need to have a go-getter. You know, somebody who wants to get the sale done, you know, and somebody who's system oriented and detail oriented, and then you will be all set. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of firms look down on intake, like departments as a whole, and they're vital to, and, you know, if we don't get the people in the door, no one has cases to work. So I would invest a lot of time and resources on intake as a whole, because they're, they will get you the cases you want. So yeah, I want scrappy, hungry people um, and, and all those words in, in the best sense of the words um, that are just very assertive, if not aggressive, uh, but in a professional, good way, helpful way with people that, that just don't want to take no for an answer because they want that case so bad. They want to open it so bad. And uh, we celebrate the last thing Kevin was talking about, uh, uh, your intake department. You're right. And I, we used to be that way. It was like intake, you know, it was the, uh, not, it wasn't open. It wasn't something you consciously thought about, but uh, you know, you kind of focus on your attorney and your paralegals is making the money. Well, guess what? They're not going to make any money if your intake isn't working. So we really do celebrate our intake um, almost daily, but certainly weekly. It, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. You're just complimenting. Go back. Great job on this one. That kind of, They love that. That makes a big difference. Um, and talking about them in front of the rest of the office, the way I just said, look, the rest of us wouldn't have a job if it weren't for these people going after these cases. And it's a tough job. It is a tough job. You know, what was the uh, statistic, you know, for every yes, you get in your life, you're going to get six no's. Same thing here. You know, statistically speaking in sales, you have to pursue something five times in order to get the sale, you know, and you have to take no for an answer a lot, you know, and people are upset. So it's a tough job. And, you know, they, the last, the last thing is if you can have an in-house that you control and you nurture and develop, I think in my opinion is much better than a service. Not that, not that having a service is bad, but yeah. there's, a, there's a lot to the quality control if you have it in-house. I realize we touched on something, but I didn't necessarily 
clearly explain it. And that was that concept of write a check, get a link. And, and there is a question coming, but that's something that Darren mentioned that I um, perhaps harassed him about <laughs> because there, we can go out and get a lot of great links for our clients. And the example of the .gov link is the one I'm going to ask you about in a minute, Darren. But the concept is, you know, if you work with a court reporter and you're a law firm and, and they come back and they say, hey, you know, our rates are going up this year. We, we just, we need to, to talk to you about our rates. And you're doing your annual negotiation with the court reporter. The term, write a check, get a link is, you know, this is a business vendor. They're in the legal community, uh, meaning that Google knows that the website is a legal website and maybe they're in your local market. And so use that concept of write a check, get a link, you know, ask them, say, hey, yeah, well, you know, I understand your prices have to go up a little bit and you've got some additional expenses. Um, and you negotiate the contract, but you, one thing you negotiate is we want a permanent link on your website, from your website to our website. And if we have to, we'll write you a little blog post that you can put on your blogs about, you know, strategies, to seven things to do after a car accident. And then you link to us as the author of that blog post. But whether it's a, a local baseball team or the charities you get involved with, and in this case, I'm going to ask you the question about came in also from Lee. How did you get the donation to the kids training? How did you get the .gov link? Ask your partners when you write a check or when you do something in the community, ask them for a link to your website. But Darren, how did you make that happen? Just ask for it. I mean, I, I obviously over the years, we've been with them for uh, 12 years. I've developed a lot of good relationships and, and in fact, friends with a lot of the officers over there and get they bring cases to us. They bring their personal cases to us. So we've gotten a lot of good cases out of it. It's really a give back to the community. That's really what it's about. But, uh, you know, we all are in business to try and help people and, and uh, run a business to make money. So that's part of it too. But no, I just asked him. I just said, hey, we've got to have this on there. And I guess I approached the person that I knew the best and I, that I knew that I thought would be the best person to run it up the chain of command to get a yes. And, and that's what happened. Awesome. Well, the last question comes from Jared. Jay, how important is social media for law firm? And for the Stewart team, do you think this brings you a lot of business? So I guess they asked me first, how important is social media for a law firm? You know, I think the guys answered that question earlier and they said, it's really part of branding. And I think that's the best answer because I said that, you know, particularly in single incident in law, in things like car accidents and slip and falls and things like that. You generally would not go to Facebook to search through all your feed to look for a law firm. You search through Facebook to see what your, you know, your friends and family in high school, people who went to high school, what they're up to. So you go to Google and you search for car accident lawyer or slip and fall attorney, your best attorney near me. So Google is really where we focus most of our effort on client conversion opportunities. As we said, it's the LSAs, it's the maps, it's the pay-per-click, it's the SEO. It's really all about Google, but social media, I kind of say it's like the checkoff, if you will, because a lot of people might come to the law firm's website or the agency's website. And if they're Facebook people or Instagram people or LinkedIn people, they might check you out on their social media of choice. So I say it's like a deal breaker and it's like a, a social validator, if you will. A lot of people will go to Facebook just to see like, you know, do these, these guys have any updated posts? Do they do anything in the community? And they might not even know that consciously what they're doing is just like a quality check. But I believe social media has a function of a branding and quality checking. 
but it's not a direct case generator. Guys, what do you think in terms of how much business you get from social media? I'll just quickly jump in on that one. Uh, as we speak here during this this uh, webinar, uh, the Teen Academy is happening, and one of my attorneys, Nick Wagner, is actually down there with a videographer, videoing some of these things that are going on. The, the, they were doing a awesome. motorcycle ride, uh, mo police officer motorcycle demonstration, and uh, the, their drone demonstration, which I wish I could have gone to. Apparently, they have a $50,000 drone that they use at special events. Anyway, so he's getting a video <laughs> of that, and we're going to put together some short things for social media. But up front, when I talked to him about doing this, I was talking to the chief, and I said, you know, we'll, we'll share this with you. You guys put it on your website if you want. So they're going to put it on their website, some of these videos, and their social media. It remains to be seen what it will do for us, but it sure as heck isn't going to hurt. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, guys, I can't thank you enough. I mean, this was a lot of fun for me, and it's a, a fresh new uh, way to share some of our uh, strategies. So thank you so much for your time and your partnership and your friendship. Oh, thanks, Jim. And yeah. Kevin, congratulations again on your award. Show that award again. Yes, congratulations. <laughs> who, who got me this? Did you get this? That's yeah, we did. We did. Okay. That, that well, came out really much. nice, didn't it? I know. That's great. Thank you so awesome. much. Jay. We'll enjoy. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the 10 Golden Rules of Internet Marketing for Law Firms podcast. Please send questions and comments to podcast at 10goldenrules.com. That is podcast at 10goldenrules.com.